Hey, D. Hey, Lance. I have this idea. You know how you're talking about uh, making Chicken Run branded bags? Well, your, your entire problem is that you didn't want to have reusable bags. You don't have to. What if you make Sick and Wrong disposable bags? Because then not only are you helping kill the planet, but we have to keep on buying them. Just thought. See you guys. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Lance Wackerly here. What's up there, Wackerly? You sound ready to go. Ready to craft. Yeah, well, we got, we got started, and it's 9 o'clock. Waggly, you sound like Yeah, but maybe wait around to like start at, like, 11 p.m., as we usually do. You were you were texting me at, like, 5, being like, are you going to be ready to go at 7? Where, where do you have to go? <laughs> I like how you ascribe a tone to texts and emails. No, but it was a very direct, forthcoming tone. <laughs> no, I said, of, are you going to be ready to go at 7? Yeah, but, I mean, normally you'd probably wait till about 7.30 because I'm a half hour late, and it'd be like, what or when are we doing this? But this time you were ready. You're proactive no, with podcasting. I was gonna say if you, I know you told me seven, but if you're like, well, actually, it's gonna be more like eight thirty, then I would have done a bunch more shit. But since you said you really are gonna be ready at seven, I was like, all right, I won't do all these extra shit that I would if I knew I was gonna have an extra ha- hour and a half. I think it's because you're going away this weekend, and I think you're going to the AVNs. No. Why would I go? To, why would I go to the aliens? What a well, waste you, you of time! You said you had to go away over the weekend, so the only time you could craft was tonight. What else is going on this weekend? The aliens are the aliens this weekend. I don't yeah. even know. Are it's, they in Vegas? The aliens are in Vegas this weekend, and I figured you were sneaking off to go there without telling me or inviting me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> do you do you take a dude to go to the aliens with you? You do if you're Martin and Steele. I guess it's kind of like going to a strip club, and going to strip club with your guy friends is normal. What? What? what, what but I like, find... but here, here's what confuses me: you wouldn't invite your friend over to watch porno with you. At least you're being normal. For yourself. <laughs> hey, you got some new porno? You want to come jo on the couch next to me? Let's just hang out, watch porn. No jacking yeah. off. You sit on that side of the couch. What do you I mean, sit on no jacking side. off? <laughs> you could jo in the bathroom. It's not much of a J.O. party that you're describing. But Okay, in college, though, you'd watch porn. There'd be, like, bestiality porn on TV. Remember, we had a, a roommate. Different. I don't want to mention his name, but this guy had, I don't know, like a treasure trove of just gross porn. Before I mean, the watching internet. porn for humor value is different. That's not what I'm talking about. You wouldn't watch sexy time porn with your guy with, with anybody. That's a, Which is a, what I'm saying. Individual why, why, would you go, why would you go to the sexy time AVNs? With your guy friends. Well, it's because you're going to try to pull a bunch of porn stars and then have a big porn star party in your room. That's what you're thinking. That would be more in fun your if mind, just which me. will never happen. Some of these porn stars have to be pretty stupid. Don't you, you don't think I could convince one of them? Do you, could you imagine? Just think of the average AVN attendee, like the guy that's paying money to go to the AVN. Yeah, I, I'd be I, one of the hottest people there. 
I'm assuming that the guy that's paying money who, I don't know, orders like a, an event pass. How much is this? Probably like 60 bucks a day. Maybe more. At least. You know, maybe 75 bucks a day. I'm going to say he's 40 years old, he's Asian, and he's maybe touched a breast once. But what about like the bad boy Harley dude who just loves porn? He's probably going to have a better chance with the porn stars than me. Do you really think the badass Harley dude that loves porn is going to that? Maybe. Maybe if if he's in the industry. I think those, those porn stars are having sex with other people in the industry. I don't think they're having sex with fans. <laughs> that just seems dumb. I mean, they, they have sex with other porn stars all day with, when they're punched in. Don't they want to have sex with just a small cock when they go home for a change? <laughs> I'm sure, though, that these fans could pay a hefty sum to have oh, sex with Oh, you mean just give them the prost? Don't you think they – I bet you most of those girls, like if a, you know, a fan is like, hey, I'll give you five grand and take you out for dinner. What do you mean most? All. <laughs> well, what I don't get though, what's the point of the AVNs? Like that, the, why does do porn need a convention? Who cares? Well, it's an award show. Okay, there's the award show, but what is, what's the convention? The, the purpose thing about... of the convention? Well, what's the booths. purpose of the podcrafting convention? I, I don't really know the purpose of the podcrafting convention. I mean, Apparently, the, we are the adult we video business is like a what eight billion or some some level of billion dollars a year, you know, business. They definitely need to network. Yeah, I mean, I guess that you have maybe all the websites learn about a new hole. <laughs> <laughs> you never knew about the secret hole that only certain girls have. It's a breakthrough. There's yeah. a new hole in porn that nobody knew about <laughs> that you can fuck. I don't know. I've never been to the AVNs. I imagine the parties must be a, a blast. must be kind of fun. I just – I would feel like such a loser going to that. I wouldn't feel like a loser. I just – I would think I would be bored. Yeah, I think I'd be It'd bored. Be cool. It would be cool to see, you know, some of the more famous ones. You'd be like, oh, wow. I've looked at your puss so many times. Yeah, I've masturbated to your spread open vagina like 30 million times. You know what but the, you, know the, you know the hot ones you can't get anywhere near. No, because they're surrounded by the 40-year-old Asians. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean you could if you wanted to wait in line, you know, for the whole entire day just to see one porn star. But I, I would want to lower my sights and get more volume in <laughs> would you just be making the rounds uh, you know what i would like how many to... porn stars do you know by name that's like the you thing. know the name of them but just guess uh, god Maybe i don't even know but that, five that's or what, ten five i would want to know how many i actually do recognize and how much of a pervert i really am well i'd recognize a bunch of them by their face but i wouldn't know all of their names but i would probably maybe know like five of their names <sighs> i probably know a little bit more than that okay rattle off a couple that you know Jelena Jensen, Ryan Keeley, Liz well, Vicious. Ryan Keeley, come on. Well, she's a porn star. More yeah, but she's your friend. All right. That doesn't count. Liz Vicious. And she Vicious. lives right by you. Um, okay. God, I know her. One. Uh, what about Gianna Michaels? She's got huge tits. I don't know her. Some, some people would say she's kind of fat, but. Joanna Angel from what Bernie about, Angel. She's Jewish, right? Yeah, she's Jewish. She's Jewish. What about. Uh, what about Dana DeArmond? I don't know her. She's one. I had a good one, and then I forgot. <laughs> I, I mean, there, there's a few. I would know more by face. That's the thing. I would like to walk around and be like, oh, my God, I've jacked off to you. I've jacked off to you. I've jacked off to you. And you. And you. And well, I've other Taylor, things to you like that, that I don't even want to talk about. I bet you they don't. I mean, you've seen those things where they have, like, 
their pre-makeup face, and then, and then they just don't look anything like what they look like with all their porn makeup on. So you'd see them, and you'd be like, really? You just look like a normal person. My OCD would just be freaking out with all the germs there. Have you heard about, uh, have you heard about convention cough? No. They say but a Comic-Con. I can imagine what it is. At Comic-Con, there's a lot of uh, you know, disease carriers. Lots of germs are being spread. A lot of people get well, sick after that. bathing. Okay, yeah, but could you imagine what type of convention cough you catch at the AVNs? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you probably catch the same kind of convention cough at you know the Detroit Auto Show was this week. My dick caught a convention cough. I don't know what you'd catch over there. Your dick has a sore throat, as your brother would say. <laughs> so, Wackerly, if you're not going to Las Vegas, where are you going this weekend? I have to go visit my parents. Mm. Oh, yeah. Back you home know. to see the parents. Yeah. When's that, so you didn't have to do it for Christmas? No. That's not that bad. Of course bad. not. I wouldn't be going back if I went back for Christmas. And it's only, uh, how long are you going for? Two days. <laughs> Two days. It's pretty funny. It's like, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. It's a couple of days. What, do you want me to spend a month there? No, but maybe go for a week. A week? You know, they probably, they probably miss you. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? A week? <laughs> When's the last time you saw your parents? Last year at some point. <laughs> so you go once a year? Last year I went twice. But yeah, once a year is fine. I'm an, I'm an adult. Yeah, I guess that's all. I don't have really children need. that they need to see. They should actually come. Why don't they come out and see you? I mean, oh, like God, a- no. Are you fucking kidding me? That's way worse. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't even understand because when your dad would come out, you would just pawn him off on Stephanie full time and you would just like casually waltz in for dinner one, once every other night. You're like, work. oh, dad's coming to visit. But, like, Stephanie and Jer had to fucking put up with him the whole time. My so dad you're like, was oh, self-sufficient, too, though. It's beautiful that he's come. He's staying at their apartment the whole time. Well, yeah, yeah. He would stay over there. My parents are self-sufficient, too. But I don't want them fucking hanging. Because they will come for a week. They'll be like, well, we don't. We're retired. We'll just stay for two weeks. <laughs> you're it's wackily. like when you're. I don't Your dad probably never did this because he's Jewish. But, uh. <laughs> Gentile parents, uh, I think it's a common thing, and my parents did it at one point. I think they got out of their system, but they're they always threatened to uh, get a motorhome. Oh god! Thinking about buying a motorhome. Jews don't go. And you're like, homes. really? Like, well, that'll be weird. I hope you have fun. Yeah, and then we can just drive out and just park in front of your place, and we'll just stay there for however long we want. And you're like, oh fuck, no, you won't. <sighs> oh my god! You want you want to know why Gentiles can do that? Because if it breaks down, Gentiles know how to fix that type of stuff. You know, they do, whereas Jews would just freak out. They would just never do it. And they complain too much. Right. We just, we would never do something like that. And plus, I could sure never there's imagine. there's a couple Jews with a motorhome out there. I'm sure there are. I just couldn't imagine my parents. No. Ever doing something like that. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Wackerly, you say that about your dad now. But what happens if your dad was chosen by Mars One to go colonize the planet Mars and you never see him again? How would you feel? He's old. <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying. Like, you know, he's probably what seventy. No, he's sixty-six. I think. Sixty-six years old. What if he like calls you tomorrow? He says, uh, "Wackerly, <laughs> I'm, I was chosen <laughs> by Mars One." <laughs> <laughs> it's like sit down, Wackerly. <laughs> I was chosen by Mars One, and uh, 
I'm going to colonize Mars. You're never going to see me again. They picked me because uh, I'm so good at fixing the RV. <laughs> they figure I'll be able to fix the space station. Rock the space station breaks down. Uh, <laughs> I can go outside and fix it. I'd be like, wow, Dad, that's amazing. <laughs> so am I going to get my inheritance just when you blast off? Or do I actually have to wait for you to die? <laughs> would you care? Like, would you? Okay, would you be all that concerned? Yeah, I would tell him that's a bad idea. What would you say if the rabbi had said the same thing? Oh, God, I'd start laughing. David, <laughs> going to be the first Jew in space. I'm going to colonize Mars. Are many, were many of the NASA astronauts thus far Jewish? There would be a couple, right? Hell no. There had to be some, because so many scientists are Jewish. Yeah, but they still have, like, character traits that other astronauts would Asthma. never be able to deal with. It interferes Asthma, with the space mask. Like, incessant complaining. You know, just uh, constant pains. Uh, Cape Canaveral. Uh, <laughs> I've clogged the toilet again. <laughs> I could just imagine, yeah, my Where's dad. Where's the space plunger? I forgot uh, where the manual is for the space toilet. Where's the space hanger? I need the space hanger. Yeah, that's Ready to dock the cock. In, uh, in Utah. Cock is what your dad called actually, shit. You know, th- oh. This is a real life concern here for a family in Utah. The Sullivans. They're now deciding what life would Ground be like. control to Major Sullivan. Without their husband <laughs> and father. A wife and daughter hope that their Utah dad does not leave them for Mars. Well, now let's get the ages on these ones so we're not thinking in senior citizen terms anymore. Yeah, yeah. These, they, these aren't senior citizens. Becky Sullivan is concerned because Ken has made the cut for more than 200,000 applicants to 1,058 for a one-way trip to settle the red planet as part of the Mars One project. Um, Ken is 38 years old. Becky is 36. So they're, I mean, he's approaching middle age. Yeah, he's our age, basically. Approaching middle age. And and, you know, the the worst part about it is he has four kids. And ranging from six months old to, to 13 years old. Now, what the fuck is going on there? That's the, two kid, the two older kids are from a previous marriage, and then he felt like he had to knock up the second wife. Is that what happened? I guess he had an acrimonious split with the first wife, but he has sole custody of the two girls uh, ages 12 and 13, Caitlin and Jocelyn. But then with his new wife, he had two, yeah. two young children as well. Yeah. Because so, ideally, if you're going to have kids, like clump them together. Remember when I went to the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL in Pasadena? Do and I? We were discussing that there was a trip to Mars that was basically, basically they're looking for a husband and wife to orbit Mars and then come back to Earth. Yes. But let's make it clear. This, neither, neither that thing we were talking about nor this thing are actual NASA projects. They're just private yahoos. Private yahoos. These are privately – well, the, Mars One is, is funded by a company and investors – but the other that uh, that other project is is uh, there's a an entrepreneur who is funding that himself. Um, but yeah, they're all the, Yahoo's in my book. I these mean, are what not I'm saying NASA, is it's not NASA. It's not these are not NASA sanctioned government projects. of Russia. It's not the Chinese government. Not the Indians. Not the British. No, it's just some rich French. dude. This is his fantasy. Rich dude or group of rich dudes in the fa- in the case of the company with investors. But the the difference, the key difference here between. The Mars, the, the orbiting of Mars versus this Mars One project is Mars One is forever. 
It's a, what it is, is they want to establish a permanent human settlement on Mars. But I thought the orbiting was forever, too. I thought it was, like, virtually guaranteed that they were going to die in the spaceship. Well, that there's, there's a good, you know, percentage that that might happen. Like 99%. That might happen. But, no, I mean, they're, they're just going to, uh, I think, just orbit Mars, and it's going to be, like, a three-year trip. And then they, you come back. Whereas this, there's no <laughs> a way. A three-year one-way trip and then three years back, hopefully. I think it was just a three-year orbit, and then you land back if you survive it. You know, if you if you manage well, to survive to the radiation, there? it actually doesn't even take that long. So it says right here, um, they want people to colonize and and create a habitable settlement on Mars, and followed by every two years there will be human landings. And I guess it only takes. It says here that it takes about, yeah. Only uh, it takes six to seven months. The trip takes only six to seven months to get from Earth to Mars. But they have to do it every two years because Earth and Mars need to be at their closest points to reduce travel time. So it's only a seven-month uh, trip. Yeah, it used to take that long to go to from London to New York. Yeah. But, but what's interesting about this, though, is uh, – so in the beginning, they're going to be sending unmanned uh, drones out there to, to create the, uh, the, the, the homes that they're going to live in. Martian trailer park? <laughs> Basically, it's a Martian trailer park. Yeah. I mean, have you read the books or not? The Martian trailer park? No, like Red Mars, Green Mars, Blue Mars, or Red Mars, Blue... I think it goes green, blue, yeah. No, what it is that It starts with red, though. I mean, it's a, a bunch of serious science fiction novels where it's all about this. About colonizing Mars? Yeah, but in a very realistic way. Like, yeah, you ha you can't just send a bunch of people up there. First, you got to send all the supplies and the trailers, the double wides, and like a big tank of water, and you know maybe some plants. Well, this is what they said here. It's so they're yeah they're making self-containment units, but there's going to be like a whole town of these things, like a whole colony. Uh, the Mars One mission plan consists of cargo missions and unmanned preparation of a habitable settlement, followed by human landings. So at first, they're going to have a demonstration mission, communication satellites, two rovers, several cargo missions will be sent to Mars, and then they'll start sending humans to the, to the outpost. But what's hmm. interesting to, to me about this is, can anyone do this? Can anyone do space travel? You mean if you have the money? Yeah. Like if, if I had, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, and I'm like, I, you know, I'm going to hire a team, build a rock, and go to space— can the U.S. Does the U.S. have any say in that matter? Like our government? Yes. They I can mean, stop I me. The, the country. I think it's the country whose airspace you are going to be <clears> using <throat> to get into space is you know going to have you're going to have to you can't even just you can't even even if you just bought a Cessna or even one of those ultralight things, which you don't even need a pilot's license for. I mean, you have to register with the air traffic control to just even fly anywhere. And so if you're going to launch a rocket, I'm assuming you have to do the same thing. So you could just go to Nevada and just launch it in the middle of the desert. You could, but I mean, the air force's radar is going to pick that up, especially if it's a big enough rocket to carry anything important. But I bet you and, could, I bet you could pay Russia. Like if you said, Hey Russia, I'm going to give you like $5 million. Let me just use your, you know, this launching pad over here. They'd probably be down with it. $5,000? No, $5 million. Oh, $5 million. It's sure. a lot of rubles, a lot of vodka. I mean, why not go to just some failed state in Africa? 
Yeah, I'm surprised they don't just do that. Or, or some place that doesn't America even have radar, you know. Or what about just going out, like making some kind of a platform in the <clears> middle <throat> of the ocean in international waters? Then maybe you don't have to tell anybody. Although what's going to happen is if you're launching rockets like off the coast of America, there's like a fucking Polaris submarine is going to fucking shoot a torpedo up your ass They'd or a battleship. Or that, that, that's almost like approaching like you know Skull Island, like evil lair type of thing here. I mean, I'm not. I'm doing this for the in the name of science. This is scientific research. I'm not trying to. Well, you to know, do you can buy domination model, you can here. Buy, you can buy model rockets and launch them off. Well, Mars One. You never did that as a kid with the rabbi. No. <laughs> did you ever do that? Your, your dad yeah. did that. That was actually one hobby that I did participate in. Well, okay. Did, how far did you launch the rocket, though? They go way the fuck up there. Yeah, they you don't know, go like in the hundreds atmosphere. of feet, huh? No, they don't go into the atmosphere. No, it's fucking made of cardboard, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes way the fuck up there. Yeah, but what's it the goes point? so far up that you can't barely see it, and then a parachute pops out, and then it comes Do back you recover down. It? And it gets, yeah, it all it it's all you know the parachute fucks up and it's broken, or it gets caught in a tree, or a fucking duck gets it, <laughs> flies <laughs> off, or it lands in a pond. It's the kind of disappointment as a child that you need to experience to prepare yourself for life. How do you know that uh, Papa Wackerly, when he was launching that rocket, wasn't like, one day I'll be on one of those rockets. And I'll be in Mars. And fuck this I family. Mean, <laughs> maybe he was thinking that, but it turned out to be a disappointment, didn't it? My two but, disappointing sons. My ungrateful wife. Me leaving this family behind. Starting a new one on Mars. Rocket man! Getting out of this fucking Wackerly family! <laughs> At least the chicks on Mars have three titties. Be stoked about that. That one did. Not all of them. Just that one. Just that one. But just I that you, one. What you, happened to her? Who knows though? Once, was she a once, mutant, or was she from a different planet where all the chicks have three? Tits? I'm thinking once they live on Mars longer than six months, they start mutating, and they mutate in great ways, like growing extra titty, hmm. or maybe two vaginas. That really? could work. Mars One will select and train the human crew for permanent settlement. And the search for astronauts began in April, April of last year. So apparently this guy is in Utah, Ken Sullivan here, and he made the cut. 200,000 applicants applied for this Didn't you say he's like a fireman trip. or a fire pilot? He, let's see, he was, uh, he was a civilian contractor in Iraq fixing Black Hawk helicopters. He no, did that for many years, mechanic. and now he's a medevac pilot who works out of Nevada or New Mexico. He's a medevac pilot who works in New Mexico, um, and that, that's part of the reason. Since uh, he lived in Iraq for so long, he does this uh, pilot thing where he se- he works for seven days and he's seven days off. The family's used to not having him around. He clearly hates his family. He hates his family, <laughs> and he hates his life. He just wants to die. You know, he does these high risk jobs where he's just, "What if you? Aren't you scared of dying? I don't care." If I live or die, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I just wonder if this guy just has, like, you know, one of those really short attention spans. Like, he's just like, God, I, I just need constant stimulation. Adult ADHD? Possibly. So, you know, this guy um, applied for this, uh, for the Mars One mission without telling his wife. And now it's become, you know, closer to reality because he's actually... Uh, He's made the cut down to 1,058 people, and only four will be selected. But the question is... What's the is, next round of cuts? Well, it's coming up. 
But the question is, and this is what his wife said, do we get divorced now or do we get divorced later? If I stand in the way of his dreams and passions and we get divorced now, so I have to be supportive. But if you think about this, once you have kids, don't you just sacrifice your dreams? Yes. I mean, your dreams are gone. <laughs> Unless your dream is to like, you know, I got some beer flack on the underwear. Facebook about uh, us uh, belittling stay-at-home dads. Not oh, really? and, and actually not from stay-at-home dads, but actually from dads that work. And they and they were pointing out that like, oh, mate, when I'm hurt, when I have to be home with the kids, it's like the hardest job I ever did. I love going back to work on Monday to get a break, mate. So they're so they're saying it's it's the, it's more difficult to be at home with your kids. But then they po- also pointed out, I guess, more in relation to this story that, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it. I loves it. I loves my kids, mate. Well, of course. I love my son. I love my dead gay son. <laughs> um, I don't think so I, I guess you give up your hopes and dreams, but you know, it's something more than you can ever imagine that you get in return, which uh, who knows what that is because <laughs> they can never tell you, right? They're like, you'll never know until you have children of your own. You're like, well, that's fucking lame. Yeah, I'm mired in debt. If you're like trying to get 18. me to invest in some business and you're like, well, can't tell you how great it is till you give me your money. I'd be like, goodbye. Exactly. It's like now I can never take a vacation. Can't buy myself. Oh, a you new can take car. a vacation. It's going to be at Disneyland, though. Yeah, you know, it's like I can't go to Bali. Can't go to Thailand. Get hookers. You can be that family that takes your kids to, you know. Well, I'm going to hike the Himalayas. Oh, what are you going to do with your children? Oh, I'm bringing them. <laughs> Aren't they infants? I just think uh, you should just expose children to travel early on. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rolling your eyes. So as I said before, he's got two older daughters, ages 12 and 13. His uh, 12-year-old daughter, Caitlin, says, I don't like it. Not at all. Makes me sad because I'm going to miss him if he goes. His other, um, his other daughter, the older one, 13, Jocelyn, she says if he goes to Mars or if he wants to go to Mars, he should go to Mars. She's got more sense. She's the older too. one. She's the older one. Yeah, she's getting more into the age where she hates both of her parents anyways. She's like, you know, it'd just be easier to sneak out of the house with just one of them around. Right. But they, you know, they've had a long distance relationship with their dad because he was in Iraq and now he does this thing in New Mexico. Um, but, the, but the mission is set for 2024. So these two girls, you know, they're going to be well in their, their 20s. 20s. They'll be out of the house. But the other ones. I feel like that's when girls start liking their father again, though. So that might be tough. Well, I mean, you know, the communicate, there'll still be communication, I imagine. But wouldn't you just hate your dad? <laughs> if he left for Mars? Yeah, and just abandon your family, your mom, you. Uh, I would find it a little bit, you know, hard to explain, justify, or like, why are you doing this? <laughs> you're kind of an egomaniac. Yeah, I would just be like, you're a selfish fuck. You had kids. Your dreams are sacrificed now. You have to live vicariously through me. That's why you have to give me money so I can achieve my dreams until I have kids. And then well, my dreams are about, shattered. How, how do we feel about the like current batch of, of real astronauts? Because I, we had this argument before the show, but I still maintain that none of this fucking Mars shit is ever really going to happen. I think it's all a pipe dream and it's shit for tech writers to write about. But how do we feel about like the like Jim Lovell, you know, who was played by Tom Hanks in... Uh, I don't know, that Apollo. movie where they almost blow it up. 13, right? Yeah. So those guys, even though they weren't trying to go away on a permanent space trip, uh, what they were doing, everybody clearly knew that like there's a high chance that you're going to die 
And they all had families. Were they dicks too? And see, I wouldn't. And they I, did almost die in that movie. I wouldn't think they're dicks because they're, they're not going on a permanent trip. They're not leaving their family forever. But what if the chance of your death is like 75% just because like, you know, it's fucking space and there's like, you're going to be sitting on top of this giant explosion that gets you out there. Well, then I would look at the merits and purpose of their trip. What was the purpose of the, of the Apollo 13 venture? Like, <laughs> this I, comes I up know. all the time, right? People are like, why do we spend so much on NASA when there's like tons of people starving in America? And somebody's like, well, they invent a lot of stuff on those NASA trips. And then somebody's like, like what? And somebody would be like, the solar calculator, <laughs> that pen that you can write upside down with. <laughs> we never have that without a fucking space shuttle. Yeah, but okay, but there Tang. I'm saying this guy's Where not would we be without permanently Tang? leaving his family. You know, he might. There's a there's a chance, but this guy he knows he's never coming back. He's leaving his family. He's like through this you, family. You're saying there's there is in your mind there is a big difference. Yeah, because even if difference. the chances were high that they would die, the what if your father's a police back? officer or a fireman? <sighs> police officer and fireman. Yeah, I'm but sorry. I mean the same thing. I'm going to get a lot of flame for this. Are not the most dangerous jobs, people. That's all a fucking scam by the public safety unions to get huge pensions and early retirement. The okay. most dangerous job, farming. What if mining? Okay, what if your boyfriend is in the military? I mean, there's my there's, boyfriend, or girlfriend, or whatever. I mean, they're over there in the military, risking their lives on a daily basis for your freedom, Wackerly. I mean, that, that's fine. They're coming back. This dude, Hopefully. he is selfishly pursuing his tie own a yellow ribbon. You got to tie a yellow ribbon. I, I don't know. But I, yeah, this guy. I, I get your point. This guy, there's no, you don't even tie a ribbon because you're like he's not. He's not intending to come back. Well, he's doing it on his own volition. Um, his, his chances of making the final cut down to 24 people are rather slim. But exploring another world is something that intrigued him enough to make a video application and send it in before he even talked to his wife about it. And his wife said, you know, she's not taking it too seriously because his chances are rather slim. But it's hard to wrap her head around. He already works out of town, so we're used to not having him in the house and we're used to long distance thing. She goes, but I couldn't imagine leaving my kids behind. So let's say he doesn't make it. Let's say he doesn't make the cut. Wouldn't you still divorce this selfish prick anyway? Uh, I don't know. I mean, she knows the guy she married. He's a little bit of an oddball, a loner. Maybe yeah, that's I what mean, she finds attractive. He's willing to maybe just she knows go that off on he, a lark. You know, maybe she knows he's just, yeah, but maybe she knows it's a lark and that you know he knows he's not going to get selected. It's a million to one shot. He seems rather serious about it. He says right here. He said, uh, "What he's sending a form." Well, no, because I'd be relieved if I don't make it to Mars because it won't take me from my family. But if I don't make it, I will be. It will be tough, and I'll be disappointed. Call me when he quits his job to go to the like you know preliminary training physical exam session. Because <laughs> you can say anything you want to interviewers and on the phone. Doesn't well, mean yeah, I imagine. But I mean, he's made the cut down to a thousand people from two hundred thousand, so they must be definitely. I mean, they're they're, they're seriously considering him. And, and the fact that he has a family is not a disqualifier. <laughs> Think about all the people that applied in the two hundred thousand. It must have been kind of easy to uh... think about the people at the Star Trek convention. <laughs> and then you see that this guy's like, well, he's actually worked in Iraq. First of all, he actually has a job that cuts out a ton. That's like a hundred thousand to go away and to get down from the hundred thousand to him and the 2000 or whatever. 
you know, he's worked in Iraq. He actually knows how to fly a helicopter. He knows how to work on a helicopter. Well, I mean, he has, yeah, he has, he has skills that would benefit the mission. And are related to the mission. What I wonder, I mean, if, if they were going, do you think they're going to like hook you up with a partner? Like we're going to, we're going to give you this hot chick. Here's four different people you could choose from. And you get to like choose, you know, I want a brunette. I want uh, C cup titties. No, this isn't D Simon's space sex adventure. <laughs> this is what you're, you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna, cut for even asking that question. Yeah, but you're going to fly up there and just let uh, get hooked up with some uggo. No way. You're cut. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you Don't stop talking. You're cut. You wouldn't be concerned with that. Well, you know, they're, they're, the, the people who make it from 200,000 to 2,000 are going to be sort of the prime crop of humanity. And it's, it's going to be kind of like Olympic Village. So there's going to be some Are some of the female Olympians kind of ugly? Yeah, but it's actually a small percentage when you start looking at them. Yeah, most of them same are with the, Same with the men because well, these are the cream of the crop that we've got. Well, I'm thinking – I think the girls will be of breeding stock and they'll be attractive, whereas the guys don't have to be. I mean look at porn. If anything, they'd be too uh, – you know – They'd be they'd be smarter than you and like analyzing all your moves. Do you think they put you in monogamous relationships or is it just like a polyamorous society? I think they would encourage monogamy because I think polygamy encourages cha- you know chaotic outcomes, social outcomes, jealousy, murder, space murder, space space gonorrhea, space gonorrhea, <laughs> space herpes. Um, they say that radiation exposure during the flight and while living on Mars would make getting home safely unlikely. Yeah, but didn't we figure out that with that other story where they're just going to orbit that they just use a bunch of space Walmart bags and shit in them and you put them up against the wall and that's what blocks the radiation? I think it's when you actually land and you live there for a period of time. But this makes me wonder, do you think you'll mutate? Oh, maybe you get the third titty. The third, that's what I'm thinking. Or a quato. That's the jackpot to have a quato girl out of you. Yeah, I wonder what would happen. Do you think you're going to have a chest burster? You knock well, up a chick? A, that's more of an alien parasite. <laughs> you never know. Could you – is it against medical ethics if you went to a plastic surgeon and you're just like, look, my husband saw Total Recall <laughs> when he was young and he has this obsession with a third tit to the point where he's going to leave me and my children and go on this Mars trip. I mean, I think that he realizes there's no life on Mars, but he still has this obsession with finding her. Can you just give me a third tit? Would the plastic surgeon say, like, that's against the plastic surgery ethics laws? I guess it depends on how much money you're offering. But, you know, chances are she could go to, like, a Mexican plastic surgeon somewhere in, like, Mexico City and just have something like, you know, staple gun to her chest. Where do you get the nipple? From a corpse? No, they'd probably get, like, uh, an implant or... Yeah, a maybe you put nipple? a corpse breast on you. No, I'm just thinking about the. You can. I understand that you could make the breast out of like different pieces of skin and injected silicone, but you got to find a, a real, authentic nipple somewhere. If you're not one of those people who's blessed with a third nipple naturally, you have to find one. <laughs> I don't think a plastic surgeon is just a piece of pepperoni and you know, one of those little know, red hots, carrot hot candies. For enough money, I wouldn't put it past them. People, this is episode 415 here, 415 of Sick and Wrong. Um, you know the way the show works. Send us your stories. We'll read them here. And uh, if we give you credit, then we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. I recently posted a pic of the new They Live Sick and Wrong stickers, and uh, they're rather cool. Have you seen them, Michael? 
Yep. They're they rather, cool. yeah, they're rather fetching and they look very cool. Should we cool. tell the backstory on that design or should we just get on with the show? Uh, well, they know. They've seen the movie. <laughs> no, the backstory between me and you. Oh, we're, um, yeah, no, we, we, we fought about this for months. <laughs> tooth and, and nail. Tooth and nail until finally, yeah, Wackley just relented and was like, all right, fine, I don't give a shit. Well, and, no, uh, it was supposed to be a t-shirt was what I was going to tell, but I am, I'm too scared of pro, uh, copyright laws and lawyers. So, so you just settled for stickers. We settled on the sticker rather yeah. than the t-shirt. Which people will post all over their city and then we'll get sued for vandalism. So yep. hopefully that happens. Anyway, people, send your stories to Sickron Podcast at hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or through Twitter. And if we give you credit, we'll send you a Sickron Care Package. We got some good stories here this week. Uh, before we get to our first one, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story we got here comes from uh, a very cold land, the land of Minnesota. Sent by Gary. Yeah. Gary says, this guy has to be a Packers fan. Swiss cheese pervert. Not Vikings? No, this this guy is definitely a Packers fan. Swiss cheese pervert terrorizes Mayfair. Uh, Mayfair is in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, I think he's saying the cheese here because aren't they cheese heads? Don't they make cheese in Wisconsin? Oh, yeah, and I'm confused. The, the guy who wrote, sent us the stories from Minnesota, but the story happened in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania? And I think Mayfair's in, in Pennsylvania. Yes. But because this guy is a Swiss cheese pervert, he probably maybe puts cheese on his penis when he jacks off and watches the uh, Green Bay Packers play. Yeah. Who are the Packers? The Green They're like Bay a Packers? football team or something? Are they good? <laughs> oh, wait. They got knocked out of the playoffs two weeks ago by San Francisco? Oh, yeah. I forgot. That's what happened to them. Um, the Mayfair Town Watch reported yesterday that the Swiss cheese pervert has been terrorizing neighborhood women. According to the group, the suspect, a heavyset white man, estimated to be in his late 40s, early 50s, approaches women while driving a silver sedan. He pulls up to them with his genitals exposed. He then displays a piece of sliced Swiss cheese and offers to pay the women to put the cheese on his penis and perform sexual acts on him using it. How much do you think he offers these women to perform these acts? How much cheese do you think he goes to a week? <laughs> or is it the same cheese like all month long? Well, you said you saw a picture of this guy with a block of cheese, whereas here they're saying it's a sliced piece of cheese. So I'm thinking it's one of those craft sliced pieces of cheese. You can get like a box of those with like 100 slices. Yeah, this looked like a big block. Like a like a chunk of cheese you buy from like, you know, a, uh, a, a chunk supermarket. Or a hunk of cheese. <laughs> 
<laughs> like a block of cheese, like a big, huge a slab, brick, a of slice, cheese. a chunk. Well, this guy, grab yourself a hunk. He's got a slice piece of Swiss cheese. I think it's one of those ones you unwrap in plastic. Yeah, like well, the kind s- they have behind the deli counter, and well, they'll slice them off for you using the big meat slicer. I'm thinking this is the one they have in the aisles, like the refrigerator aisles of the supermarket. You know, there's a lot of places to get cheese. <laughs> we should probably just move on. <laughs> But anyway, how much do you think he offers these ladies? Nothing. It's This is a classic exhibitionist um, thing. Right? Do you think he lets them keep the piece of cheese after? I don't think anybody's ever taken him up on it. <laughs> I wonder, I'm sure a prostitute would. No, a prostitute wants money, not cheese. Do you understand the pimp game? What, are you going to give your pimp? Like, well, I got you a little corner of the cheese slice that he paid me in. You'd have se- several black eyes and a mouth. A burst of mooth. Wackily, you know who wouldn't appreciate your churlish attitude? Who? Milt Martelak, the town watch's senior advisor. He would not appreciate you making fun of this. The town watch? He's the town watch's senior advisor. <laughs> what did this happen in Milt Game Martelak. of Thrones land, Westeros? <laughs> you mean the cops? He's not a cop. He's the town watch's senior advisor. And he says, I understand people think this is funny, but this is no laughing matter we're taking the matter very seriously and we're working with police to get this guy off the streets uh, apparently uh, police have confirmed that the special victims units investigating the man after several women came forward uh describing similar encounters and they said that this man has a major sexual cheese fetish <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite my favorite witness is named gabby chest Gabby Chest, who lives in a nearby town, she recognized the behavioral pattern instantly. And you want to know why? The reason she recognized this guy's behavioral pattern and the guy himself is back in July of last year, Chest just broke up with her boyfriend. She created a profile on the dating website OkCupid. Within days, probably minutes actually, she was contacted by a really strange guy who sent her a private message that detailed a very specific request. He was looking for someone to perform masturbation on him with cheese. He kept saying how strong his urges were and how desperate he was to find someone to help him with this. He wrote this on his OkCupid profile. <laughs> no, in a private message. He was messaging Oh, private her. message. So he looked at her and he was just like, you know what? That bitch looks like she's into cheese. I'm going to email like her. like a rat. <laughs> a mouse. <laughs> I'm gonna I wonder what is you know that makes me really her. curious what what was written into his normal pro- public profile. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wonder if it's like interest includes Swiss Gouda, mm, I uh, um, wine and maybe some cheese tasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I wonder if like every picture on the profile is just him just like tonguing a big block of cheese. No, you have to be subtle. That's why. That's what I'm saying. I want to know what the subtle you know. First impression is he gives to people. I, and I wonder if there are clues. I, don't, I doubt anything would be that obvious. Well, that's what I, that's what I wonder. But the guy goes on here. Um, I started to compare girls to cheese due to their milky complexions. Girls are soft, smooth feeling, and tend to like dairy products more. And do that's they? what developed the, that's what That's the origin of this fetish. A lot of girls do have a thing, a little weird thing about cheese. Girls love that? cheese. I hate soft cheese. Like brie, disgusting. I, you know, I don't mind cheese. I'll eat cheese. I, no, yeah, no, I couldn't I really care I less hate, about I it. I said soft cheese. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, like but, the, I prefer the hard cheeses like Manchego, 
Yeah, I prefer. I like Swiss you know, cheese. And an stuff. Irish I, cheddar is good. I, I don't. I'm not Swiss a big cheese right. guy, though. I don't really care about cheese. Never have. You don't like any food is your problem, but uh, well, okay, soft bad. cheese is disgusting. I, you, know, I, you can put this. I've had some good brie before. What about uh? What about blue cheese? Blue cheese is all right. <laughs> what about my favorite's cashew marzu? Not that I've ever had a chance to try it. Which feels better on your genitalia? Well, the soft. <laughs> See, that's how you. That's how you know I'm not a pervert because I don't masturbate with it, so I don't care about its lubricating qualities. Because if I was more concerned with that, then yeah, brie all the way. Or the Swiss, obviously. I don't think it requires pointing out because it's pre-hold. She must have asked this guy, though. She must have inquired as to the source of this fetish because he goes on to say that advertising is what led him to develop his, his preference for girls and cheese. He said they always use a girl to advertise dairy products. So cheese they know is, what they're doing. He says, so cheese is what I started to use as a replacement for having sex with girls. <laughs> replacement. This guy needs right. to visit adamandeve.com. This guy used to get tons of ass, and then he just decided cheese was easier. That's what he. That's what he would hear to have her believe. Well, okay. Do, do you think this guy masturbates to regular porn, but also incorporates cheese into the routine? <laughs> if I had to guess, yeah, I would say that's true. Well, but then what you, you, you think he just seeks out? I mean, the alternative is he only seeks out cheese-based porn. Yeah, and do you think he gets custom porn made for him with cheese, like girls eating cheese? This guy can't afford custom porn. If he's driving around exposing his cheese encrusted genitalia to passersby i don't think so either but i just wonder if like that that's what he does do you think he just like gets cheese whiz and uses that as lube or uh the spray cheese which is also something i'm a fan of <laughs> easy cheese <laughs> if i have to eat soft cheese it's that kind that comes out of the aerosol can you know what's funny about this story though is that the girl is so willing to communicate with this swiss cheese pervert and it makes me. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're. You're making a bold assumption that she was actually writing back to this guy, and he wasn't just firing off tons of information about his cheese fetish without any reciprocity, which is yeah, completely. Which, it's completely plausible. Yeah, it's definitely very plausible because OkCupid okay, is teeming with perverts, and the guy to girl ratio is so unbalanced that yeah, I think if you're a girl. I mean, I've never tried this, but other guys have. If like, I'm just going to make a female profile and see what happens. I did that. Get... Yeah. Didn't she use Anne Frank's picture? Yeah, I did it as a bit that I was going to do on the Obscene Series and just never did anything with it. But I, I was, was shocked. was very funny when you told the bit to me. So but I was shocked sure. and appalled. Like, yeah, I made a fake OkCupid okay profile for Anne Frank, and I call it the Hydenator. <laughs> and it was the Hydenator. And in this she, profile- like, She's hiding in her attic. More or less. And I use the, the pictures of Anne Frank from, you know, that you can find online. So how old was she? Like 12, 13, yeah. you know, and, right. and, and within but people looked more mature back then within like minutes though, it's like 10 minutes. I wasn't even, I didn't even complete the profile. I was already getting guys asking me out and <laughs> sending me their phone number and, and they'd be like, Hey, so what do you like to do? And I was like, I like to play hide and seek. You know, I like to write in my diary. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the light of Play day with my for, brothers and sisters for two years. You know, I yeah. would say things like that. Did you bring me a joint from the fucking weed shop down the street? Oh, it didn't even matter. They would still respond to you, be like, "So, you want to go out and grab a drink tonight?" It's like you I don't can't. know how many of them were having a laugh either. But I mean, I would assume it's a small percentage. You know, they, okay, there were a few that were just like, "Why do you have Anne Frank's picture?" Right. You know, there are a few that immediately were in on the joke and being like, you're an asshole. But then there were, there, I would say there were probably five people 
but it didn't even matter to them. And then I read, uh, you know, some other, some, uh, a girl from crack.com also made right. a fake profile. Did you read this? Like she was saying, I didn't um, read it cause I didn't need to. I was like, D Simon did that years ago. I don't need to read this fucking stolen bit. It was humorous though. I mean, she was saying that she lo- one of her hobbies is getting pregnant and having abortions. It was just so, you know, it's a, an awful profile. Like, and, uh, and it didn't even matter. Guys were still into it. Guys were still communicating. So it makes me th- – it basically just proves the fact that OkCupid okay is teeming with perverts. Does not surprise Or me. people who are equally jaded and ironic, you know, it's not a good controlled experiment. No. I mean you – know, <laughs> Who are like LOL. She says her, her hobbies are abortions. This chick has a humor, sense of humor just like me. Disgusting. I love it. But what's funny about it, there's so many people that were like, oh, my God, I can't believe OkCupid would have people like this. And uh, like <laughs> it's all these, free, people. Yeah, all these guys. Like, what do you expect? It's the internet. It's anonymous and free. Much like Gabby Chest here. She says she was scared and shocked. I never thought the guys you see on these sites could be so close to me. So when uh, this picture was circulating around town, she immediately recognized the guy. She uh, contacted the town watch, and now um, <laughs> the town she, watch. Yep. What the fuck? The town watch in Mayfair. It's a, it's a it's a small municipality. They have a they have a local they have a local watch group, security team, and uh, yeah, she says she's going to assist in the the town watch to capture this uh, this pervert who's been exposing himself. Um, she says that my biggest fear, and I know this from experience, is that young girls who see this won't feel safe in the neighborhood. Did you ever, when you were growing up in, in Midland, Michigan, did you ever have, was there a local pervert uh, that, that, that the kids were uh, I mean, Midland was the kind boogeyman. You know, a local boogeyman. Midland is uh, like a Stepford type town. Well, yeah. And by that, I mean that if some shit was going down, that it was, it was suppressed to the greatest ability of anybody that was involved. And so news did not get around. Yeah, but you, they usually have like uh, this is the warning for all children to not, you know, misbehave and walk <laughs> after six o'clock by themselves. And right, I mean they were they were, but those type of warnings were very vague and generic, and like you know, oh somebody will get you, and uh, don't you know, drug dealers are going to try and sell you drugs, and they're poison. I just always but there was never these... a specific like oh my god, there's a cheese. A cheese flasher on the loose. A Swiss cheese pervert? <laughs> Maybe nowadays with social media, I'm sure it's like much harder for the, you know, the shitty local paper to miss all these stories and for the people in charge to suppress the stories. But when I was growing up, you know, there was one shitty paper that was literally like eight pages every day. And, uh, you know, shit didn't get out. And on the, on the front page, there's some guy with a deer head of the, the deer way, he just killed. Yeah, the, the way back then that shit would get out is people's dads would have police scanners. And that's oh, how you it. really got the rumors. You'd be like, oh, did you hear that? Uh, what's his name's dad was listening to the police scanner on Thursday night. And so-and-so got busted for DUI. And she was fucking this other dude's married dad. <laughs> like, that's how you got f- found out about all this shit. I always thought that they that parents fabricated these stories of these boogeymen just to just scare kids and keep them in line. I remember no, the uh, parents were the parents were legitimately frightened. That's why the stories were perpetuated. Well, in Bay City, there was a guy driving around in a blue pacer. This is what they said. I never saw him. He was driving around in a blue pacer, and he would pass out Smurfs. 
Like he'd, he'd pull up to a kid, a group of kids. He'd open up the, the door and be like, hey, get in my car. You can have the Smurf. And then you get in the a car. A little blue toy, yeah. Yeah, he'd give you a little Smurf and he'd touch your genitalia. And then, you know. Lucky. And, you got well, a Smurf they, they going and you around got your and, dick touched. It was going around like, you got to watch out for the Smurf mobile. How many, what was your brother's Smurf collection like? <laughs> Got like fucking 500 Smurfs. <laughs> Jeff, where'd you get all those Smurfs? Oh, I found them. <laughs> yeah, but they're only vanity Smurf. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, uh, you know, it, we lived in fear of this blue pacer. And I don't know if you remember what a pacer looked like. but I do, um, but let's be honest. When we were, even as far back as us being young, there weren't that many pacers around. No. That and car they, was even before our I time. never saw this. I thought it was a, it was, it was a fictitious um, villain that was created by parents to keep kids in line. Like, I, I never saw that. I don't know. I never saw the Smurfs ever saw I don't think anyone ever Jeff busted wasn't, this Jeff wasn't saying where he got the Smurfs. I'm never going to get out of him. <laughs> no, no, not. It, no, is no. A, it is a little too... Um, like perfect of a story that the pacer is blue and, and the a guy small had, car yeah, and, and the guy had a, out a the bag of smurfs you'd pass out. I, I just don't think it was real. But anyway, I mean this, you know, this guy, this Swiss cheese pervert is a real villain. There's and this guy's going around. There's photo, there's photographic evidence of this guy. Well, the chairman of the uh, Mayfair town watch said that, uh, you know, if we have a beat on him, I have faith that he'll be caught and I hope he gets cheese sandwiches in prison. I hope he doesn't get cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Just b- b- dry bologna. Just dry bologna. You know, I wonder if that's what they do. Because this guy has a cheese fetish, you think they're just like, no cheese for that man. He just has to I think suffer. they just let you eat in the mess hall, and you're not about to start jerking off in the mess hall of prison. Yeah. This dude should have just gone all out, like, you know, wore the little cheese hat that they wear in Wisconsin and got a cheese mobile. I mean, if he really wants to be believable with his fetish, I think he was half-assing it, personally. Anyway, what do you have here for uh, story number two? I think mine's better. <laughs> and then the Swiss cheese pervert, that's hard to believe. But it happened in India, or sorry, Iran. Iran? Persia? What do you want to call it? I guess it's, Iran. A, it's Iran. Iran. You say Iran. Yeah, don't they say Iran? I don't know. I say, I started with Iran. <laughs> like I'm a fucking third grader reading it in a fucking Dick and Jane book. Or Sarah Palin. This guy wins, even if he doesn't win for the best story of the week, he wins my award for actual living garbage pail kid. <laughs> And I'm going to name him Haji Garbaji. He is the Middle Eastern pig pen. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Uh, do you have any other Persian-type names for a garbage pail kid? <laughs> Haji Garbaji was the only one I could come up with. I do Plus, like his Haji last Garbaji. name is Haji. Oh, okay, Haji Garbaji. I like yeah. that. It almost sounds his, like it could be a real name. Uh, his name's ha- Amu Haji, and Amu is... Is also, I mean, that's a, it's his first name, but it's also a nickname that Farsi children use for kind older men to show their affection. That's what the article says. Wow. Isn't that what they do over there, though? Don't they have a lot of child molestation? I mean, I don't want to cast aspersions or anything. <laughs> yeah, but you read about that. In, like, Afghanistan, they have those, like, dancing boys. Right. 
They're very concerned about gays, right? They're, they're not down with homosexuality. It's a sin. You'll get stoned to death. But, you know, you want to touch boys' penis. Eh, you know, that's eh. all right. <laughs> Half dozen one, six the yeah. other. Mohammed was down with that. Uh, this story isn't about this guy diddling young children, thankfully. But it is about him. Uh, God, that would be nightmarish. He's lived in Dej- Dejgah, which is in the southern Ar- Iranian province of Fars. And he's not bathed in six years. Six? Sixty. Six zero. Sixty years. Yes, he's 80 years old. Jesus Christ. So he has bathed in the past, just not for 60 years. Do you imagine what this guy must smell like? <laughs> Have you seen the photos? His skin is like Killer Croc from like the uh, Spider-Man comics. What would, would, what would happen? Do you think you would evolve in time just to be resistant to all that bacteria? Like, do you think he ever gets sick? That's a good point because, you know, bathing does keep disease away, but, you also know, makes I would assume... susceptible, though. Well, I would... Well, if you use antibacterial soap, which you're not supposed yeah. to do. But I would also assume that, you know, yeah, developing, like, a hardened crust <laughs> instead of skin is also good for you. And it's like a turtle shell. God. I mean, does he... Is, at that point, do you even bother to wipe your ass? <laughs> well, <laughs> What's the point? Oh, God. How insensitive can I be and still maintain the integrity of the show? <laughs> Don't they not really use the same wiping techniques over there to begin with, even the people who are clean? Well, okay. According to, like, some people in the military that have called up and uh, shared some stories with us, yes. But I'm, I'm sure they I'm, – I'm sure they use Haven't we all learned, heard that you're not supposed to shake with your left hand? It'll, you'll be, you know – Ostracized. But they have bidets over there. I'm sure they have something. But but this guy, though, I mean... I assume he's not using a bidet. I'm assuming this guy hasn't used a regular toilet. He lives in a hole in the ground, literally. (laughs) So I don't know if it's equipped with a bidet. Wow. Previously, I mean, because you wonder, I wonder who the next furthest guy who went the longest without taking a bath is. There was a 66-year-old man in India who had not taken a bath for over 38 years. So this guy's got him by about uh, a third, you know, 33%. 22 years. Thirty. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 20, 22 years, exactly. That guy's name was Kailash Singh. But now the prize has gone to uh, Iran. God. Now you want to, you know, why don't you take a bath? Yeah, hey, what, dude, what, why don't what you is the take point? a bath? Like, does he you just never want to get laid? When he was uh, in his 20s, he went through some uh, emotional setbacks and from then on decided to live an isolated life. So he's kind of also a hermit, which helps if you don't want to bathe. And if you don't bathe, it helps you be a hermit because people don't want to be around you. Yeah, people won't go near you. He escaped at one time from the hands of a few young men who who offered him a free shower. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) When they say – is it say offered or forced? It says offered, but this article is written in a very lighthearted way, which I wonder what's co- what it's covering up. And I probably should go back and read the uh, intro because somebody did s- send this in. DVD Monster from the forum. He says, this is another classy submission. Pry your eyes away from Rihanna's tit and check out this smelly fucker. Keep it sick. <laughs> keep it Ronan. He said. Does, does Rihanna have a nip slip that I haven't? A new one that I'm not aware of. I don't know. I, I, I am very attracted to her, though. We'll know what I'm Googling <clears throat> the show. 
his favorite food, because <laughs> I'm not just going to call you call you a garbage pail kid if just because you don't bathe, right? And you live in a hole in the ground. We all have friends who don't bathe enough. Yeah, the guy is always like, God, he smells. Uh, he's he's fun. He's funny, but I just don't want to be in an enclosed car with him. You know. Yeah, it's that lingering bo. His favorite fruit food is rotten meat. <laughs> especially rotten dead porcupines and when asked to eat clean food and drink clean water he gets mad someone needs to study this guy in the name of science i mean he's he that guy is probably just filled with antibodies and medication he's probably like immune to aids you know and they're gonna like extract some serum from him and that will cure aids because the guy you know the one dude who didn't bathe for 60 years uh, so he <laughs> like even... that was the that was the answer all along. If one dude just would not bathe and lived in a hole <laughs> and ate fucking rotten porcupines, that's how you cure AIDS. Oh, by the way, and cancer, those are gone now. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's guy... going to get cancer or or some kind of a disease, you'd think it'd be the guy that doesn't bathe and eats spoiled roadkill. He's got a heck of an immune system. Yeah, no, it's 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 incredible. I've never seen anything like it. AIDS tried to get him and just gave up, and he developed uh, the you know the antibody. I wonder if this guy's immortal. He's like this motherfucker. <laughs> this, and when I say he, I'm saying like the anthropomorphized AIDS virus. <laughs> it's my biggest challenge. And then he I've you know tried fails. every way possible, but just not. I mean, gonna what work is his butthole like, really? I I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> it's just like a hardened, dried, encrusted, weird hole. Yeah, but it must work. I mean, his immune, his digestive system must. Yeah, work. Yeah, we have to shit to live. If you stop shitting, you would die. I mean, he's shitting out rotten porcupine. <laughs> I wonder if he eats. He must pluck the needles off. Uh, he smokes, but he uh, he smokes animal shit. <laughs> Instead of tobacco. Sometimes he smokes cigarettes and he lights up like four at a time. I don't know. It's like a party trick or something. Uh, Like I said, he lives in a hole in the ground that resembles a grave. And he feels that that keeps him in touch with the reality of his life. Uh, But some people feel sorry for him and they built him an open brick shack. So sometimes he hangs out in there. I wonder what people say to talk about a boogeyman in the neighborhood. You'd scare the hell out of your kids with this guy. Yeah, but you smell him coming. (laughs) Plenty of time to get under the bed. I'm going to go back a second. You said he rolls up like blunts filled with animal feces, like animal shit. No, he has a pipe. He just puts animal shit in the pipe and smokes that. What is the point? Smoke tobacco. Ooh. I fucking grow a plant and dry it out and smoke that in my pipe. Ooh, I'm so fancy with my brie and my tobacco. I'm just going to smoke this dog shit. I <laughs> I'm just wondering, is he on to something that I don't know? Like, you mean is, does camel really shit high? have hallucinogenic properties that I didn't know about? <laughs> it doesn't say. I mean, if this dude tells you anything, you can't trust it. Like, oh, it, it's got pecs of great buzz. <laughs> Yeah, but you haven't bathed in 60 years, so I think I'm going to move on. And, you know, and quite honestly, it's not going to make him smell any worse. No. No, his breath must. I mean, I was, it doesn't say anything about brushing his teeth, but I'm. Let's, can we just <laughs> assume that he doesn't? He doesn't have a sonic hair in the, in the hole? God, I wonder if, like, kids, you know how, like, kids don't like to bathe? I wonder if they could be like, yeah, but mom, look at this guy. He's lived to be 80. Hasn't bathed yeah. in 60 years. Doesn't have an no article disease. about him. You know, he's he, famous. He eats rotten porcupine. His teeth are fine. 
Yeah. Making me bathe and floss every night. He does keep his hair trimmed, though, and his beard. Hmm. Does he have but a goatee? He, he does it by burning it over a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. That's really in the article. Wow. This guy might be the most manly man I've ever heard of. No. He's disgusting. I know, even, but an, I mean, even animals clean themselves. Animals clean themselves. Think about that. Yeah, but this guy is like this an, guy is like sub. He's like animal. a crow magnon man. He's like I mean, he's like a prehistoric the, man. What's the filthiest animal? I guess like a pig. Just rolls around in its own shit all day. That's this guy. And then this guy smokes it. <laughs> they don't say he smokes his own shit. <laughs> that would be interesting. But, uh, yeah, the, and I just have to point out that whoever wrote this article says this is kind of a – it's not really an article. It's kind of an op-ed because the the, the writer point, interjects, for all I know, he is luckier, luckier than many of us. <laughs> you know, and then he goes on with all the same shit about like when he sleeps, his roof is the stars and he – doesn't have any responsibilities or a mortgage yet, but the dude is encrusted in his own filth. Of 60 60 years of filth, yeah. How come Vice Magazine hasn't gone out and interviewed this guy? He's too stinky. (laughs) He's too stinky for Vice? You can't get near him. Never. You got to get a big, you know that microphone that Bob Barker had on The Price is Right? I need one of those that's like six feet long. Like, what's up, dude? Why not just put a gas mask on and just hang out with them? That would work too. But yeah, yeah. I don't even want, I don't mean I would want a full hazmat suit. I don't want his skin touching mine. Yeah, no, this guy's like a super germ villain. <laughs> Haji Garbaji. So what is it like, um, I, what I don't understand about Iran, like they don't allow women to wear, you know, shorts. Women can't no. drive there, but yet this no. guy... Is allowed not to bathe for 60 years and live in a shack? He's a man. Yeah, but I can't believe they aren't, like, cracking. Like, don't they have, like, a Department of Health there? Let's get this straight. I mean, I think he lives out in, like, the boonies. He doesn't live in downtown Tehran or something. Yeah, He probably doesn't live in Tehran. Probably lives in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah. They'd get the hose on this guy if he lived in Tehran. He must be a local legend. Yeah, I do, and that I think that too. He's he's a local celebrity, you know, maybe even some kind of a religious sort of thing. Not you know, not a god or anything, but you know, maybe they consider him a holy man. Although they don't really say that here. Yeah, I don't know if I'd follow his religion. But anyway, I, I'm just surprised that the uh, Iranian officials are just so be authoritarian like, yeah, let's just, there. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like uh, let's just let, isn't it like I, I wonder what the dude, how hard the dudes tried to make a bathe. Do you think they try to tackle him? They're like, oh, I can't take it. Yeah. Couldn't hold no, I mean, the way, if we're going to take the article at face value, they, they thought they were helping the guy out. It wasn't like a, uh, what is, <laughs> what I was talking about how everybody has friends who like stink. I mean, doesn't, does this happen where you like, you know, you, you, somebody takes a bucket of soapy water and dumps it on the guy's bed while he's asleep. <laughs> I wonder what would happen. Probably nothing. Are you trying to forcibly hose the guy down? Yeah, but you know how, like, sometimes you see them, uh, you know, you see those, like, news articles, those feel-good stories where they find a homeless guy and they're like, we're going to bathe him and cut his goatee and, you know, shave his hair and give him a haircut and then they dress him up and he looks all nice. Yeah, I wonder what would happen. And then if, it's if, Eddie Murphy <laughs> trading places. Are you describing the movie Trading Places? And then they trade him with this white guy that uh, yeah, worked at a stock him, firm. Make him filthy. 
<laughs> I wonder if you could do that with Put this him in dude. a hole. Do you think if I... Make him smoke some shit out of a pipe? <laughs> yeah, but I wonder if you could do a full-on makeover of this guy. Like, if it'd be possible. I don't know. I mean, have you ever, you ever tried, like, there's a little piece of shit in the bowl of your toilet that's, like, crusted to the side, you know, because the flush didn't get it down, and now it's sort of dried on there, and then you try and, like, chip it away with your piss? I do that all the time. Yes, everybody does. <laughs> um... But if that shit had been on the bowl for 60 years, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. At that point, I would name it. Yeah, that's what pet. I kind of think. Like, I mean, you turn the hose on this guy, and that stuff's, that's pretty much part of his skin now. Yeah, that, that's what I wonder, like, uh, if it would be possible to do a makeover on this guy. No. An Iranian makeover. The best thing you could do is, you know, like, you put him in, like, f- full-length sleeves and some gloves and sunglasses and a big wig and uh, maybe a fake beard. Just try and cover up as much as you can. And then, you know, just hose him down with Axe body spray. <laughs> that's about the best it's going to get. Yeah, but that's a typical Iranian shower. I think since this guy's a celebrity, they need to char- start charging admission. Because uh, they can make some money off this dude. Admission to what? He lives in a hole out in I the know. open. Just go take it out. Like uh, maybe fence off the hole and charge admission just to watch him in his own like natural habitat. You want to ha- turn habitat. him into a zoo animal. Yeah, something. that's what I'm saying. Well, like I said, is. I mean, animals actually are pretty good at cleaning themselves off. I mean, to the best of their mental faculties, which because they're animals isn't great. Yeah, this guy, this guy can't even do that. Nah, disgusting. Or he doesn't want to. He could. He just doesn't want to. Anyway, people, send your stories to Sigrun Podcast at uh, hotmelt.com. Uh, we got a few phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to our first call, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives, I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls! I put a spell on you. Because you're mine. So we got a few phone calls here, the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Let me see what the uh, first one is. Oh, yeah, check this out, Wackerly. We're famous. Seriously, we are famous. <laughs> I'll believe it when I hear it. Sick and Wrong. What's up? I was I live over in San Jose, and uh, hopefully you don't put this on the air, but I'm just going to let you guys Whoops. know that I just heard your podcast mentioned on CBS Radio maybe 20 minutes ago here in the Bay Area. Uh, I think it was the station was 7:40 a.m. and they were talking about Lucian's battles, um, the the guy from the Satanic Church, and yeah, they mentioned uh, not only did they mention your guys' podcast, they also played a played a, a clip from it so if you guys could find that and put it on the air that'd be killer all right man good luck with everything love your show hmm famous 
<laughs> so we were on News Talk 740? I guess. Probably I not know. me because I don't think I was part of this interview he's talking about. Oh, yeah. This is when uh, I interviewed Lucian Greaves, like, uh, God, October, I think, about the um, – he was doing the gay uh, gay conversions, but the mm-hmm. posthumous gay conversions of Westboro Baptist church members. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and uh, he's, like, a in some satanic organization. But, yeah. The, I don't listen to this station. 7.40 a.m. I, I don't even know this station. I listen to – I mean, I know it, but I listen to 8.10 – and nine ten. You actually listen to AM stations? Yeah, almost exclusively. God, do you put your tinfoil hat on when you're listening to these stations? A <laughs> ten doesn't really talk; it's more news talk. So it's mostly just they just repeat news throughout the day, and then yeah, the other ones like you know, not Rush, but all the other ones. Hmm. Well, it's funny. It's you know what? To me. Another what guy. What am I going to do? Pop music. You know, another guy emailed us saying something along the same lines that he lives in, like, I think it's somewhere in Oregon, and he heard. So they must replay that same state, that same show in different cities. Wow. Wow. So we're, we're famous now. <laughs> Doesn't really do anything for us. Yeah. And as far as I know, there's no way to, like, get back recordings of AM broadcasts. You know, when I heard this call, I did a search for it, and I couldn't find anything. So <laughs> You found the station, though, right? Yeah, I found the station. Yeah. It's kind of a it's a relatively large yeah. station. Oh yeah, it's been I, around know, forever. It's popular. I'm, I'm I'd like to know who mentioned sick and wrong on it though. That's weird. That is really weird. It's very obscure. So they stole our research. material. Yeah, I like it. All right, here's the second call. You know, it's funny Wackerly mentioned that he was catching some flack from some dads who were saying, "Hey, you know, lay off the stay-at-home dads. Cut them some slack." Um, this guy calls up. He is a stay-at-home dad. He called us, and Here it uh, comes. he wants to talk about life as a stay-at-home dad in the UK. Maybe it's one of the guys. Hi, sick and wrong. Uh, just a call ringing up about your story about the stay-at-home dad last week. Uh, I'd say I'm a stay-at-home dad because uh, my missus can earn about 250k a year, and I can earn Jesus. about 100 grand. So. My- Jesus, she's a queen. Wait, two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Yeah, that's like five hundred grand a year. Yeah, it's like half a million dollars a year. And this guy made a hundred thousand pounds. This guy better fucking have bought a lot of t-shirts. Hell yeah! What does <laughs> this your guy, wife do? This guy's net worth, you know, his familial net worth probably eclipses all other listeners combined, <laughs> including us. Does your family want to adopt a thirty-eight-year-old Jew? <laughs> Because, because then uh, we could also get UK citizenship, right? Yeah, I'm interested. I want to be adopted too. Um, it is cool most of the time. You take the kids to school. You can tidy if you want when you come home. It takes about an hour. Then the rest of the day is pretty much Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto and wanking. <laughs> Should say about the wanking, though, when uh, she does want a good foot, you know, you just have to learn how to fake it down again. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Tongue depressor and some tape. This dude says he drops his kid off over at school, and then he goes home, plays Call of Duty, uh, Grand Theft Auto, and wanks. But then when his wife wants a good fuck, which seems to be like every now and then, yeah, doesn't seem like to be like a daily thing, he just has to fake it? Yeah. God, he's amazing. This guy has such an amazing life. God. School's great because it's there's loads of girls and women just in the fucking playground. 
you know, women like to fuck loads of milfs and loads of gilfs. Gilfs? Uh, you're not really for. You know, like, uh, when he misses moans about not seeing the kids enough, it's a bit of a dig out here because she's got to work. She always complains about being tired when you want fucking sex. And she always oh, yeah. reminds you you're of an argument about who provides enough for the family. So it's not all wine and roses, but it's pretty sweet. Wait, wait, she argues with... So she says, she probably holds it over his head. I'm the breadwinner of this family. Oh, of course. Well, that's not fair. Why not? Because this guy's doing his chore. I mean, this guy's doing his uh, paternal obligations. He's taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, playing Call of Duty. But she's going to be in charge. Is she in charge, really? I mean, especially... (laughs) I mean, everybody wants everybody to be equal, right, between the sexes. But, it's I mean, she makes all the money, and she had to squirt him out of her body. Really yeah, what it is true. Do. Yeah. He shot a load, had a really good feeling in his brain with, what did you say it was, dopamine? <laughs> Oxytocin. And now he takes it to school and feeds it a grilled cheese every once in a while? I mean, <laughs> nothing. I got to say, it's. I think it's a hell of a deal. I, I mean, do, too. Why but- not? I mean, you, you're saying that she's not allowed to lord it over him. Well, if he's she really doing, is allowed to lord it over I him. I mean, then then why don't they just get a nanny and he'll just go work uh, for his $100,000 a year job? She um, obviously wants him to stay home to take care of the kids. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's fully justified, but you got to give her a little slack once in a while. Yeah. Like, you're right, babe. You're right. She you're is making a half a million woman. dollars a year. Try not to Jesus. sound super sarcastic like me when you say it. And, uh, oh, Lance, you're absolutely right. When it started, the dinner was at the table at 5 o'clock, the grass was always cut, the tradesmen were always sorted out. But now, well, not so much. Uh, and I come to the conclusion that when I worked all fucking time, I had to deal with that and work all day. So, you know, it only seems fair. Yeah. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, fuck y'all. Now, he, br- he brings up another point. And I think this happens for men and women. When one of the people makes a ton of money because they're like a doctor or a lawyer or, I don't know, something else. The president. <laughs> the pre- <laughs> probably doesn't apply to the president. <laughs> but uh, frequently, especially with doctor, because to be a doctor, you have to like go to school for what? Nine years. Nine years. But then you have to do residency for four years and you don't make shit and you work all these crazy hours. And for all those 12 or 13 years... Your spouse has to fucking grind away and support the whole family. Which sounds so a lot like of the that. time I feel like it's really deserved that you're like, yeah, I'm the stay-at-home dad now. Because remember when you fucking went to school for 12, 13 years and you were always too tired to fuck and I had to take care of the kids and make the dinner and do the chores because you were fucking doing medical school and residency. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, and like, I yeah, think it's, yeah, for I, the rest of our lives while you make a shitload of money like looking at dudes' buttholes or whatever – uh, or disgusting feet. Yeah, yeah, I'm skating because I put my time in. Well, that's why I think it's justified. I think he he helped her get to where she's at. Therefore, he's already put his time in. He deserves to be a stay-at-home dad. Market, and, bank it. Yeah. And the, the kids don't have to be reared by a stranger, you know, <laughs> who could be a Swiss cheese Reared pervert. is a funny term. Can we agree on that? Um, he calls back real quick for a, uh, a final final note here. Oh, an amendment for the uh, for the podcast and the stay-at-home dad. 
is don't also forget that uh, even though you've got money in your pocket and you've got time on your hands, all your mates have to fucking work for a living. So you're on your own all day. <laughs> True. Yeah, keep it sick, keep it even fucking wronger than I told you to do before. So, so he does bring <laughs> up a good point there. That yeah, is the official sick and wrong stay-at-home dad. Yeah, I mean, this guy is the official stay-at-home dad. But uh, he brings up an interesting point. It's like, yeah, you got all this money, you got all this spare time, but all your friends are working. So what are you going to do? Hang out at the pub with a bunch of old men? Pretty much. Retire. You make new friends. Yeah, you make friends with the dudes who are available. And they all probably suck. Yeah, I mean, this, or they're just really, they're all pensioners. So this guy, it's like, what, you know, what, what does he really do? I think this guy should befriend some chavs. Well, he's <laughs> playing Call of Duty online. I'm sure he's like, you know, other 12-year-olds <laughs> with foul mouths. I wonder what his wife would think about that. Like, he's just hanging out with a bunch of reprobates. Yeah. They're just hanging out in his, like, million-dollar mansion. And they're just, like, playing Call of Duty, smoking a bunch of good weed. He's a good kid. <laughs> Ian, Travis, Colin. Listening to Dizzy Rascal. Yeah, that'd be great. I, you know, I am jealous of your life. You have every, you have every man's dream. At least my dream. Don't let her forget, though, that she would not be able to make this high salary if not for your efforts. Yeah, you, you got her. Her, her name might be on the paycheck, but behind every good woman... <laughs> There's a man standing behind. I'm just saying, who pushed her up that ladder? Who pushed her up the, on that onto that pedestal? You Who's did. Who's the wind sir. beneath her wings? Yeah, you are the that. wind beneath her wings. Because <laughs> you're just farting all day yeah, long. Because you're just breaking wind reading. beneath her wings, and she's floating up. Um, this guy, this guy's calling in with a complaint about Wackerly. Complaints department. We should get a theme song for that. You stole a man from Michigan. Disappoint me at times. <clears throat> But never so much as lately, the last six months or so. I mean, Wackerly is basically sabotaging this. <laughs> that's, that's been obvious for years, but he, it's gone to a new level now. The Wackman is mailing it in. You all don't even live in the same guy that town anymore. <clears throat> Better to die on your feet than live on your knees. <laughs> What? I don't even know what that means. Is that something about blowing? I think this guy slammed too many Milwaukee's best, and he's giving us a call here. Is this guy from Michigan, or is he just calling us pricks from Michigan? I think he's from Michigan. Oh. This is such a typical – like everybody in Michigan or who's from Michigan is just constantly full of complaints, right? But we're, all, everybody we're, also, we're also all passive-aggressive, so you notice he waits six months <laughs> before he's like – I guess I'll voice my complaint now. I've been holding it in for six months. It's been obvious. Well, it's just funny. How long has he been listening? For six <laughs> months? the shittiest people from that state. Don't you agree? Everybody bitches in Michigan. Everybody but bitches about bitch, doing... They bitch, but they're all passive-aggressive. So, you know, he could have said this, like, five months ago. Maybe we would have been constructive. He could have set me down the right path. But at this point, after six months... I mean, this is now my new style, whatever it is. I don't know. He doesn't like it, apparently. Yeah, but I'm just so I'm wondering, have, have you been listening for six months? Because Wackerly hasn't really changed much in the entire seven years we've been doing this show. I mean, maybe, anything, maybe I feel I've bit. gotten better. Oh, no, I think so, too. I mean, a lot <laughs> of people. my craft. A lot of people said they like the show better now than they did before. <laughs> I so was I, joking, by the way. I, I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think terrible. Wackerly's demeanor 
an attitude towards the pot craft hasn't shifted really one iota. You think? No. <laughs> maybe an iota. It's an right. iota. It's very small. Maybe, maybe an iota. But yeah, you know, you it can... hasn't shifted like thirty iotas. But the, the the fact of the matter is, you can never. It's within never... a plus or minus twenty five iota range. You can never time. placate a Michigander. You can't. Nothing's ever going to be good enough for Michigander. There's not going to be enough melted cheddar cheese on that hot Sam pretzel for that Michigander. There, there's a lot of cheese, but they used to use a different cheese recipe. I liked it better before. I think they switched the cheese recipe. You know, the big gulp at the 7-Eleven is never going to be large enough to hold enough yeah. soda for that Michigander. They used to not put as much ice <laughs> in the big gulp. I, I don't know. This is like a company policy now at 7-Eleven. It's the one state that I've ever lived in where people bitch about having to walk. Have you ever noticed right. that? Well, it, it's fucking cold out. It's cold, but they're just complaining about like, oh, God, how far do we have to walk? But, you know, but like I, like I was pointing out, they're never complaining to the people who could do anything. They're like complaining to you, their friend, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sick of hearing your complaints. Why don't you go do something just about it? Fucking get an amigo Complain to the something. person who's in charge. Yeah. Go buy a car. Yeah. Get a fucking <laughs> Segway. Sorry you have to fucking Cross country skis. No, I don't, but at I, the same point, he, this guy should know, being a Michigander himself, he's not going to get me as a Michigander to change because the only thing that we do better than complaining is not changing our ways. At all and continuing to complain <laughs> no, about them. We will not change unless, you know, forced like with a hot poker up our ass. That's the only way we'll be like, all right, I guess I will start putting the toilet seat down. <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to? This guy's call six months from now, still bitching about how Wackerly is mailing it in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, six months ago, I asked you to do a better job, and I've noticed that you, <laughs> you didn't make any modifications. The show sucked back then, and it still sucks now. I'm still going to keep listening because I don't change my ways because I'm from Michigan, but I'm going to complain a and, lot. And, that, and that's pretty much the nature of that state. Anyway, people, call the Sigmar Hotline, 206-666-3846. We mentioned uh, last week, we mentioned the week before, and we'll continue to mention it. Thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. I noticed this past uh, a couple days ago, we got some really good ratings, some good comments, funny comments, entertaining comments. You know what change we did make? What change? We eliminated shit stories. Well, we didn't eliminate shit stories. Well, I mean, my story is basically a guy covered in shit. That was the whole yeah. point. But uh, the shit calls were on hiatus. They're, they're, those are there's a hiatus right now for shit calls. I, I'm I'm gathering up the shit calls to make it one of those like, you know, once every two month kind of bit. Well, so. don't make sure you don't get blocked up with the shit calls. <laughs> Require an intervention. People subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just do a search for sick and wrong. And uh, rate and comment. We appreciate it. It helps uh, boost visibility for the show. Also here, Sick and Wrong t-shirts are available at the Sick and Wrong store. And uh, right now I mentioned before that we have the new They Live stickers that are also available. You can check the website and you can order a five-pack. But if you order a t-shirt, I'll throw in a five-pack of stickers. So just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Get a t-shirt. You'll get some free stickers. You know what's interesting? This guy... uh, wrote in here from London, Canada, Colin. He says, I know you'll make fun or think I'm gay for this, but here it goes. I've been listening to you guys for a couple of years. I share your stories with my family after work every Monday night. 
and they think both of you are retarded. <laughs> but I always have to justify that you're not. <laughs> Why doesn't he play the podcast for them? No, I, I like I just like this guy's reinterpretations of what we're saying. Yeah. Because that's why we're retarded. Does he just tell the story, or does he like? And then D said this about it, <laughs> and then Lance said that. Eh? Do you it think he really does funny. it in the voice? Yeah, that'd but it's great. like a uh, Canadian, a Canadian version of my nasally Jewish me. voice. Yeah, that'd be great. And my weird Midwestern pedophile voice. He says, "I'm pretty sure my wife will disown me for buying one of your shirts." But fuck Jesus. it, I feel sorry for you guys, <laughs> so I'm supporting you. How many problems do you have in your marriage that that's the straw that breaks the camel's back? I, I like the fact that he feels sorry for us. So out of sympathy, he's buying us a T-shirt like this. The $20 or $22 or whatever, $30 for the T-shirt that this guy's man. buying, that, that's, that's going to make our lives that much better, Wackily. It's a lot of loonies and toonies. <laughs> I guess it's a bottle of, uh, of uh, bullet whiskey. Um. So he says, I feel sorry for you guys, so I'm supporting you. Use my money wisely. No hookers, Jameson, or hosiery. Why so no wait a second. No Jameson either? Jesus. God, what are we, we going to buy with this T-shirt money? A rocket. <laughs> keep it safe. Keep it wrong, Colin. Well, Colin, thank you for ordering a shirt. I will ship it to you this week, and I'll include an extra sticker just because just I like you. You can uh, put on your wife's dildo. It's the Canadian exchange rate. You actually get six stickers. Six stickers. Uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week came in from Vitamin C. He goes, I'm not sure why I held off so long, but here's my submission for Song of the Week. It's a band called The Taxpayers, and the song is Some Kind of Disaster Relief. It's an interesting song of a band I've never heard of. Is it about uh, Haiti? Yeah, I haven't actually uh, listened to the song. All right. I listened to the beginning. Flying by the seat of our pants here. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Vitamin C, for saying that. And we're going to end the show with some kind of disaster relief by the taxpayers. We'll be back next week with episode 416. Till then, take a sleazy. Good night. Yeah! You got more trouble than you can handle, honey. The fuck you gonna do? How you gonna scrape on by? I do believe that there are two things you do in this situation Leave town or go into hiding Cause some people got brains, other people got talent Others just look good, you and me we got no such thing But listen up I'm not, 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 what a position The love of my life, smoking crack in the kitchen Lovely long nails and a nasty hatred It's a living, she shrugs It's a mess of the skies as an ethic it's a rabbit suffocating in a rabbit hole in politics as usual.
hello, Skeb the Punk again. I've just been throwing your shit all around Facebook, and I really want you to play one of my tunes, like, you know. And I've thrown the number out there, I've given it some, and I've told you the best podcast for antisocial commentary, it's sick and it's wrong and it rocks. So give it some. See you later, dudes. Bye. Bye.